Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa. I just celebrated my 37th birthday this past weekend and announced that I'm publishing a book for wedding photographers coming out by the end of the year. Woo woo. Do I feel old, you may ask? Heck no. 37 is a new 25. Today's guest is a really big deal in the wedding industry, and she's also a sweetheart. Her name is Janae Kirshner, amazing wedding photographer in the Hamptons, coach, and podcaster of Tea with Janae. I was a guest on her show a month ago talking about mastering the sales call. I love today's topic, submissions. If you want to get published on wedding blogs, you're going to love this episode. The first time I got published on 100 Layer Cake, I cried. Download her freebie, Five Secrets to Wedding Submissions. She can also personally help you with your submissions. Enjoy! Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey guys, welcome back to Heck Yes with me, Carissa Wu. I have a very special guest, Janae Kirscher. I was actually on her podcast a couple weeks back talking about mastering the sales call and actually, her podcast is called Tea with Janae, and it's one of my favorite podcasts for wedding professionals. And she hosts her weekly podcast where she chats with wedding insiders and to share their knowledge, experience, and expertise directly with her audience. And she's a dedicated photographer and business coach who offers one-on-one sessions along with submission creations services for wedding photographers. Welcome, Janae. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I know. It was so, so, such an honor to be on your podcast and just listening to it. It was so exciting. So I'm so excited to have you online. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to meet you. If you haven't listened to Carissa on my show, definitely hop on over. Yeah, and Janae's in the NYC and the Hamptons too. Yeah, yeah. New York, born and raised. Um, so it's nice to shoot around here. And um, I, I primarily shoot in the Hamptons now, which is where I grew up. So every time I go out there, I'm always like, it's like going home. So I love it. Wow. So what is the Hamptons like? Kind of paint the picture for me. Oh, that's a good question. So it's definitely changed since I was a little girl, but um, it's definitely a place where the ocean is very um, beautiful, and you can go to any beach and just enjoy um, the sun. And then there, the towns really make it special. So you're really close to the water. The beach is really soft, and it's just really luxurious and feels great. Because I feel like I live in Brooklyn, so the beaches here are all rocks, and the water's not clear. But once we drive out there, um, it's just a whole new ball game. So it's really nice. And the, the, the I grew up in Sag Harbor. So it's like this cute little quaint town that still is small, but it has grown a lot. Like <laughs> They do a lot of building. But East Hampton is beautiful. We spend a lot of time in Montauk, which is still the same from when I was a kid. And it's just – it's a beach town. It's a surf town. I'm sure you would really like it. It's just – yeah, jean shorts, surfboards. Um, people just want to have a nice time and and enjoy summer and just you know be outside a lot. We do a lot of outside things, so I love working out there. Nice. What do you your parents do? I never met anyone that lived in the Hamptons. Oh, my parents. Um, they had a store, and my dad worked for a um, a, I guess it's like an audio visual company for several years. And then the Hamptons, you know, it just got really congested. It's even worse now, but my parents couldn't take it anymore. So they sold the house when I was in college, which I wish we still had it. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So what's like wedding photography like over there? Is it pretty competitive? Yeah, I think. um, Well, okay. So like New York City is like 9 million people. 
So, you know, there's definitely enough work to go around. I think when you get started, you know, it can feel very competitive. It can feel oversaturated. But over time, if you sort of get the right education and the right mindset and the sort of the right frame of mind, you'll see that there's enough for everyone, right? Like you'll find your people. Yeah, you'll find your people. You'll find your uh, sort of zone of genius and where you want to work and the places you want to be in. Um, And that's definitely what happened for me. I think when I first started out, I was a really uh, primarily Brooklyn-based, and then I moved into New York City, like Manhattan-based, and then really moving out to the Hamptons, and that was just sort of my demographic. And I do like a couple destination weddings, but with when having I when I had a kid, I have a daughter, you know, yeah, yeah, she's six and a half. So when I had her and when I was pregnant, I made the conscious decision really to say. I do like local destinations and I say that with air quotes because it's sort of, you know, things that are like three to four hour drives. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's a destination three hours. Yeah. So that's kind of where my focus went and, you know, six years in after that, it's been, uh, it's been great. It's a good journey. But yeah, I think, you know, New York City to shoot here, it definitely makes you a great a photographer because the venues are dark, so you have to be proficient with your flash. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, we don't have the golden glowy hour like you do all the time in uh-huh. California. <laughs> so that's where spoil. <laughs> yes, totally. I'm always jealous when I go to California. I'm like, why don't we live here? Because like, would just it would be amazing. But um, when we have the golden glowiness. You know, and when if I'm with a couple, we definitely chase the light, so it's really fun, and they they get into it, and it's like these pictures are insane, and yeah, I think you have to kind of, you know, you're a photographer, so when you first start out, you're understanding light, and you know how to read light, and blue light, yellow light, golden light, you know, you know, harsh light, mixed light, dappled light, like there's so many different versions of light that in the beginning I was really nervous that I would never know how to shoot in all of those scenarios. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm doing this 12 years. Um, now it's like, I love all types of light and I find it really fun and challenging and how can I make this look beautiful? Um, so I like shooting in New York city, but you know, there's nothing like California golden light. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I shot a wedding in New York city and I almost died. Well, kind of, but, um, well, first of all, the couple was late with everything and then they the light went down and I was so novice of my photography skills. So I just didn't know what was going on. And then we're in like a Rolls Royce and then we're driving and like the, I think I didn't close the, the door correctly and it just like swung open and yeah. <laughs> oh my God. If you could see me, my mouth is like wide open. Oh my and then, goodness. Yeah. And then another thing happened, like um, I was just so crazy back then, like you know, kind of a psycho photographer, like, go do this, do this, whatever. I'm way more chill now. But um, <laughs> I told them to go, like the couple to start walking. And that's when like the traffic was going to come. And I like, I don't know, it was just a total shit show. <laughs> I know. Now you're like, I'm going to wait for the stop sign. <laughs> now I'm like, safety first, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the funny thing is like when you shoot in the city, you know, most couples, uh, they want some iconic pictures. New York is pretty mm-hmm. iconic. Mm-hmm. So they want the get crossing the street, maybe Empire State in the background or the Freedom Tower, you know, or Flatiron. It depends. And you are you have to sort of explain to them, okay, we're going to do this and we got to be quick and we're probably going to do it 10 times until we get, get what we need. But, you know, being experienced and, you know, the more you do it, the more, you know, proficient you are with your camera and your gear so yeah, sometimes it could, you can get it on the first try, and then you're like, no, let's go back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I love your work. What, what? How would you explain your style to the audience? Oh, that's a great question. So I think for me, the way that I explain my style is that I want your images to feel exactly how the the day was, right? How I want you to look at your images in 30 years and have those emotions come flooding back and, you know, remember being with each other and having fun and sharing that kiss versus being edited in a 2022 style, 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it took me a long time to figure out my personal style and aesthetic. It took about three years of shooting all the time and working with couples of all skin tones and backgrounds to realize that I love film. I shoot film and digital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So film for me has dictated the colors and the hues and how I shoot and how I use light. So it's definitely, um, I don't want to say light, bright and airy, but that kind of, you know, I think if you're listening, if you're a photographer, like that might be the best style, but it's actually not too bright. Like I definitely want those highlights retained and the details of the dress retained. Um, so maybe it's just like a little bit above, (laughs) a little bit below bright, you know what I mean? You have lots of pops of color too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have just, I think it's just classic. That's really how I look at things like classic chic. Um, I don't want to say simple, but just, and I hate the word timeless, but it is sort of how I would see my photography. You know, I wanted to endure time. You know, when you give your photos to your grandchildren or your album, when you pass it down, I want them just to be transported back and not, you know, I mean, to be honest, when I first started, I would, you know, Visco had just started, right? So Visco, this is like aging myself, but. (laughs) Visco is going to be around for a while. Yeah, so so Visco had just started, and this is before I was learning digital photography. I was trying to figure out Lightroom. Presets were brand new, and I didn't go back to film till about two, three years into being a full time. Well, going into full time, so I couldn't find my color. You know, I couldn't find my colors or, or like editing style. So I think one of my very first weddings, which was for free, it was City Hall. It was a friend of a friend. And their wedding images are like yellow, like they are all yellow. And once I found Visco and I saw the Fuji green and then I literally re-edited their their entire wedding Uh to be like proper, you know what I mean? At least she was, she was Asian and he was white and like they were both like in the first set of images with terrible skin tones. And then I finally got it together um, and redid it and was like, this is my style. And then I went back into film and found, you know, my greens and all that stuff. But yeah, I think um, it's just funny looking back, you know. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I found out about Visco, I thought it was so cool. Yes, totally. It's not even the the ones on Lightroom, but the the app. I was like taking photos at the, the art district, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so hipster. More <laughs> <laughs> like a beanie and like some Converse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like they have a whole thing now, Visco girls, and I don't even know if that's oh, popular yeah, that's anymore. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, well, I knew about them in 2010 when they started. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Well, I love the podcast you just posted about diversity with the mm-hmm. Euphoria Cake Girl. Yeah. And I feel like your portfolio is very diverse. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's really a benefit to being in New York City. You know, we have people from all over the country, all over the world come here and live here. And I've been very fortunate um, that couples, you know, choose to work with me of all different um, at ethnicities and backgrounds, um, skin tones. And I really work hard to make sure that their true colors come out. Yeah, you, know? you don't want an African-American bride to be green. You know, I don't want my Asian clients to be yellow. You know, like I want them to look like their real skin. Like if you're pale, you're yeah. pale. <laughs> yeah. If you have a fake tan and you're orange, you're orange, you know? <laughs> I know me and my husband are kind of hard to edit because I do run like the yellow tones. And then he is, he's Japanese, but he's more like the, the red red tone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I had a couple, I've had a couple couples who are of darker skin tones uh, reach out to me and hire me specifically because they liked my editing and they liked that they could see themselves in, in my photos. Mm. And that was really like a really good moment for me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is awesome. And yeah, I love it. And I see them year after year and I'm part of the family and it's really Uh, nice. So yeah. I guess that's a good segue to how do you get a heck yes from your dream clients? That's a good one. Yeah. I think how do I get a heck yes is that I work with a lot of different clients and I really want to show 
diversity in my portfolio. And I really want to attract people like that, you know, who value that and also who appreciate it. Um, and also who I like working with, you know, so I feel like to get a heck yes, you know, they have to be all in, they're excited to work with me and I'm excited to work with them. You know, I really believe it like has to be, be mutual. And I always say to my coaching clients too, um, and even on my podcast, and so I say it like a gazillion times, you know, it's like show what you want to shoot and and take away the things that no longer speak to who you are as an artist. You know, I, I think photographers, you know, when you're first starting out, you know, they will show everything they shoot, everything under the sun. And it's like a mishmash of, of photos. Um, I think it's also a mishmash of their representation. So what happens is that your ideal client gets confused, right? They don't know, they don't know who you are. And I think as an artist, you know, we're all artists here, hopefully, um, you have to really hone in on who you are and what you want to do with your life and your career. And I feel that honing in on your craft and your style and your aesthetic, which we've kind of been talking about, like my journey to finding who I was as an artist, then your ideal client will find you. So once I trickled, once I really dialed down into that and knowing who I was as a photographer, who I was aesthetically, my ideal client literally just would find me on Instagram. They go to your website, they check you out, and then they contact you if they really love you. And that kind of has been my formula uh, for years. Easy peasy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's easy once you know it. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know it, if you're just putting, you know, everything out there, throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks, you're lost. You know, like you can't, you're a master of none. You know what I mean? Like you're, you have to talk to, you have to talk to your one person, your one client very specifically. And I've really learned that. And then when I, uh, book my ideal client, it's like, I'm, we're, we're best friends. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, we're on the same level. Every, you know, what matters to them matters to me. And it's just a great day, a great relationship. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I've never had a bridezilla. (laughs) Yeah. My brides are very chill. Even like my second tutors that have never shot with me, they're like, dang, you get all the chill brides. Like, why are they so cool? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Because you are. (laughs) They take your vibe, you know? Yeah, I think my ideal client's like super like fun and quirky and they just like to have a good time and they're not like so, you know, I have to be perfect, you know, my hair has to be perfect. They're just like, let's party. Right, yeah. (laughs) Which is not a lot of other photographers' ideal client, but it's mine. (laughs) Yeah, right. And which what I was talking about before is that it's so great that you know that because now you can attract your ideal client and repel the people that aren't like that. And I think – you know, you can't be everything to everybody. And once you figure that part out, you'll you'll really like go far. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about your you as a coach. And it's going to segue into our hot topic about submissions. And because I know you have a submission service. So tell me all about yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, I think about in 2018, which feels like forever ago now, right? Because we really lost a year. 2020 didn't, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I have been feeling this pull um, in myself to start teaching, but I had been playing small for a really long time. I didn't think that anyone would want to hear from me or learn from me. Like, who am I? And uh, Instagram stories just came out. So it was like a lot of things happening. So I started using Instagram stories to ask my uh, audience, to ask my followers, like, hey, if I um, shared how I style stuff, would you care? Or, hey, if I show you my gear, you know, would you be interested? And, uh, you know, shockingly, it was like 100% yes. So I was like, oh, nice. okay. Yeah. So I literally was like starting this journey into coaching on Instagram. So I would do Instagram stories and then I would do Instagram, um, lot not lives, but what were they? IGTVs, like that's no longer here anymore. Oh, but I was so I totally didn't yeah. even realize it disappeared. Yeah, it's I gone. Now it's just Instagram. Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, now it's just Instagram video. So they don't even have IGTVs. Um, <laughs> so I was starting that way into coaching. And the reason I started doing this 
the the really the main reason was that my friends were being taken advantage of. Oh, wow. Or or new photographers were being taken advantage of and it was driving me crazy. Oh. You know, I was just like so mad at other people being taken advantage because look, you you work, you save, you go to a workshop and you literally have nothing except some pretty pictures, you know, they would come home and they would tell me like, I didn't learn anything. Like everything that this person told me, I already knew. Yeah. And meanwhile, it was like a $5,000 workshop. Wow. So I started getting mad because, you know, what am I going to do about it? What, you know, because I didn't want other new photographers to be taken advantage of. So I started Tea with Janae. And then we started that, we meaning me and (laughs) And I started doing, you know, free education. I have a newsletter. I would do free education with the IGTVs. And then I started, you know, I read this book called Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Okay. It's a little dated now because like a lot of the stuff isn't there anymore. But it, but it talks about, I mean, it came out in 2018 and like there's no – I think he barely talks about TikTok. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh-huh. it's an, a whole new world. Oh my God. And um, he basically talked about sharing your knowledge, you know, in a platform that is going to grow. And he said, podcasting is is going to be the way of, of the future. You know, there's Alexa, there's there's Siri, uh, you know, people are listening to all their, on their devices all the time now. So I hopped in, I, I created the podcast, T with Janae. And I begged every person I knew to be on it. <laughs> In the beginning, I'm like, please come on, talk to me. You know, what do you want to talk about? Basically, I was like, pitch me an idea and we're going to we're gonna talk about it. So now we just have, we've surpassed 100 episodes, wow. which is crazy. Congratulations. Thank you. And we've got, now people pitch me to come on. You know, I have PR companies coming to me, pitching their clients to share what they want to, you know, talk about. And it's, and it's been so like, and then I do the coaching. So the coaching is also like a new arm. So I had to like refocus what TWGNA was about. And I did that in 2020 where we were going to be about the podcast. We went full throttle podcasting. Then we went coaching and then we now do submission curations. So these three arms allow me to directly help people, one for free on the podcast, right? You can listen to any podcast. I'm educating people on subjects that I know about and subjects I don't know about, which is the point. Uh I I am my listener. You know, I want to help them. I ask these questions because I want to know. And then, um, and I always want every episode to leave people with actionable tips and, yeah, and advice yeah, right. and to, to to make them more money. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I love your yeah. podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean that's our mission is really to empower photographers with actionable advice and, and make more money. I want you to have a profitable business, and these are the people that I think are going to help you do that. And then I do one-on-one coaching, which is really rewarding, and I love it. Um, so I have, I have a couple students now and they're on six month programs. Uh, one has signed on for a full year and she's probably never going to leave, which I love because it's so good to see her grow. And she, she, when she started, you know, I think she was charging maybe like 1500 for her photography and she's good, right? Like she's good. And now she's up to like almost 5,000. Oh my God. If not higher. So she's like tripling her income just from working together, which is so awesome. So she like will DM me like a score, like oh she booked God. a client. It's just, I love it. So yeah, that's awesome. And then the curations again came out of people needing help. So I did a story on Instagram. I think I was sharing that I got featured and I just asked like, do you guys need help with submissions? And it was like a hundred percent. Yes. Wow. And I said, well, if I were to, help you pick out your images? Would you want, is that a service you're looking for? And it was like, people were DMing me like, yes, please, me, me, me. And that's what, and that's how this started. So I have three, yeah, I have three tiers of that. So I do done for you submission and curation where I'll, I'll curate your wedding for you in my best practices. You know, I never promise anything like Uh it's up to the, it's up to the editor. It's not up to me. Uh uh Um, And I'll submit on your behalf. And then I have one where it's a one-on-one. So it's like a third, I'll curate your wedding. We do a 30-minute Zoom. I'll give you feedback. 
things to improve, some like editing, you know, like suggestions. And then, and then they submit on their own. And then the lowest one um, is called done for you where you send me your gallery. I'll curate it for you. I send you, I send you a quick 10 minute video, um, you know, on, I use, what do I use? I don't know. It's like loom or something like that. And and then um, they get some, the same sort of thing with a one-on-one, but just really short. And then they submit on their own. So it's been really successful. I think, I think we have over like a 50% success rate where people get picked up and they get featured. And my clients have been featured in Brides, Style Me Pretty. We just got carrots and, yeah, carrots and cake, Hey Wedding Lady. Oh, The Knot is coming out soon with a couple. So yeah, yeah, it's been great. I, you know, I've been featured a lot. Uh So like, that's where this comes from. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, all this happened since, a lot happened since 2018. Totally. All by listening to your audience on Instagram. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Power, you know, take it to the people. See what they want. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's take it a tiny step back, but tell the audience what a submission is. Yeah. So a submission, I was thinking about this before, you know, why do you submit your weddings? Like, let's talk about the why, okay. right? So why do you submit your weddings? So you want your work to be featured outside of your own network, outside of your own bubble, right? So you want to be featured on a platform, in a publication that has a really good audience. You know, you you want more eyes on your work because then you want more inquiries in your inbox and hopefully weddings on your calendar. So it has like this, you know, nice sort of cyclical, you know, circle of submissions. It's like you do a great wedding, you hope it gets featured, you submit it, it gets featured, a new client finds you from that uh, you know, blog post, they inquire, they want their wedding featured, you know, it's like this whole like little cycle. So you definitely want to, you know, like that's like a submission. So a submission in like a basic term is you, you're putting together a hundred or so images from a wedding of your best work to send to an online publication for them to consider if they will feature your work on their platform. Yes. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just, that's like what you're, you're submitting your work to be featured so that they could call it a submission. Yeah. And then what is a publication? So the publication would be a magazine. Um, there aren't that many around anymore, but uh-huh. oh, at least especially for weddings. But, you know, there's The Knot, which does one year, one publication a year now. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's Martha Stewart. The Knot went to quarterly and only national. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so a publication can be a, a printed publication like a magazine, or you can have it be an online publication like a wedding blog, such as Style Me Pretty, Martha Stewart Weddings, Brides um, are very popular. So, you know, there are benefits and, you know, pros and cons of each one. Um, I think – being featured in print is always exciting because you get to see your work yeah. printed. You know, I think when wow. I got printed the first time, I like was so excited. Yes. Um, but also having your work featured online has a lot of benefits because you get that good Google juice. You get that mm. good, good <laughs> SEO. Love it. Yeah. So, you know, I think wow. there are a lot of benefits. And then you also – another good why is, you know, brand alignment. Mm. You know, you want to be um, – featured or published in the right location, the right outlet that aligns with you and your business, you know, because that is where your clients are, right? Where are they looking for inspiration? You want to be featured there. Yeah. I got published on a hundred layer cake. Um, and it was kind of one of those moments where I just was like jumping up and down, kind of like when you get like a job or you go to an interview and you, you land that job. It felt like that. And I haven't felt like that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, it's so much fun. And then you get to share it. It's, yeah. social, it's good, great social proof. Mm-hmm. You know, it's can be a badge for your website. You can put it in your bio. Totally. I mean, there are a lot of good things that come out of it. Um, your couples are usually really excited, you know, like yeah, they, it's, a, it's like a nice, um, I call it the icing or, or like the cherry on top, right? You've yes. worked really hard. You know, you you have worked with this couple probably for a year or less or a little bit more. And then you've delivered their gallery, maybe and depending on your own process. But And then you get their work featured and it's just a nice little like 
you know, a cherry on top of, of working with them. And you're like, hey, I just want you to know you got featured and I'm so excited <laughs> for you guys. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, let's go into maybe like three tips for how to get published for yeah. our audience. I got in the last like two or three days, 18 inquiries. What the heck? Hey guys, you all know me. I'm Carissa Wu and I'm a coach for wedding photographers. I've also been a wedding photographer for over a decade, so I've been through it all. I was a shy, awkward girl and I've come so far. I'm now beyond passionate about helping wedding photographers not struggle how I did for so many years. It was six years into my business and I was so tired of being ghosted, nickel and dimed, and hearing the dreaded words, we went a different direction. I also knew I needed to find a way to not rely on referrals or paying $350 a month for the knot to get my leads. I didn't want to have anxiety about when my next payday was going to come, and I wanted to scale my business. Fast forward to now, I created my very own stack system to help wedding photographers get constant leads and master the dreaded sales call and get a heck yes in 24 hours or less and charge more than four, five, six K. No more waiting around guys. This is our livelihood, our artistry and our passion, and we deserve to be respected, valued and paid for what we are worth. I've helped so many wedding photographers. Watch my 20 minute masterclass all about lead generation and closing the sale. The link is in the bio. You don't want to miss out on the wedding boom and you don't want to miss out on booking your calendar for 2022. It's engagement season guys. So you don't want to miss this. See you guys soon. Definitely. Yeah. So these are my, my best practices, right? Like these are things that I would, I recommend to everyone. I have a, also like a free guide. If you guys don't want to write it down, you can grab it at T with Janae. Um, but the number one tip I can give you to um, already having a good foot in the door with your submission is to research the publications and match your style to that publication. Yeah. So if you are a light and bright and airy photographer, look at publications that already showcase your style or type of photography. If you are dark and moody, you know, research those publications to see where your work would make sense. Like I, you know, I think of and the June bugs of the world. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're just like you're a niche photographer or you know your client. There are publications that are out there just for you and you just have to find them. You know, I think okay. researching um, is really, really important. And then once you figure it out, like what, where your home is going to be and where you're going to aim for, what's your goal you know, look at their details of what their submission consists of. Like yes. just about every online location for sure has a, a page dedicated to su submissions and they'll tell you what they want. They're like, we like detail shots. We like black and white. We want a hundred images in a Dropbox folder, you know, so they're, they lay it out there for you. You just have to, to make sure you're, you're reading it. Yeah. You have to be de detail oriented and, it's kind of funny, but like, it's the same practice as a second shooter shooting for like a new main photographer. It's like kind of like you should study their work and see what they put out there and what type of shots that they're getting and kind of just study their work. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I've never thought of it that way, but yeah, that's a hundred percent right. Yeah. It's like, like say like you just kind of submit and then you forget a detail and you send it through two bright lights instead of you know, we transfer Dropbox, they're going to be like, dude, she didn't even follow our protocol. So she obviously yeah. doesn't care as much. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you're emailing the head of Martha Stewart, you know, Sarah, and you're like, here's my submission, but then you send her a password protected gallery, like, like she's not even going to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. They are she gets, yeah. Yeah, they have, she gets hundreds of submissions, probably a week, if not a day, who knows? But you know, make it as easy and painless as possible for at least to get the first round of people to look at your work and be like, oh, well, yeah, maybe let's look at more, look at that a little bit closer. So make it as easy as possible for sure. Cool. I love that tip. Yeah. I think my second tip is to choose your color palette, right? And what do I mean by that? I mean that if you're working with a planner or, you know, ask your client, in advance of their wedding, what their colors are going to be. Because this is very important 
when you as the photographer are going to style and photograph their details because blogs love details, publications love details, and they love a well-styled, thoughtful um, detail shot. And if you have coordinated it in advance to the colors of the wedding, you have to think of it as being, a st- it's a story on a page, right? So if everything is like navy, stripes, and white, and then you have a pink background that there's no pink in the wedding at all. They have a pink background for their details. Well, how are they going to lay that out on a page? Because it doesn't make sense. Huh. Yeah. Right. So you want to you want to coordinate your backgrounds to the detail shots in advance, um, and then you show up and you know what you're going to do. Editors love this. You know they can tell a great story from start to finish. And, you know, being aware of this will actually put you ahead of other pe- other photographers. You know, like you'll be ahead of the game if it, if it coordinates. Are you kind of talking about like maybe like the flat lays that you bring um, or like do you actually bring other details like the ring box and you want it to kind of match what their color palette is already going to be? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So I'm definitely talking about the backgrounds. I, you know, oh, I think, I like the backgrounds of when you're, yeah, shooting. the surfaces like oh, okay. a, a locust collection or, um, chasing stone. stone. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, that kind of is what I'm really focusing on. And I think if you're bringing props like a ring box or jewel, you know, a jewelry dish, uh-huh. I would also coordinate those things, but also as like a side caveat note, like a asterisk here, don't bring too much stuff. Okay. Don't please. Don't junk up the photo. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Don't junk up the photo with the ribbon that you bought or, you know, um, this little key that you bought at some prop store that makes absolutely no sense to the couple. Like, you know, I would really, truly only use the things that are in your environment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if, if you're inserting yourself so much into the photo that it's not about them anymore. It's more about you. Yeah. You, you need you need to rethink that process. You bring like your baby pictures and <laughs> your own you shoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like if it's if it's more of your items than the couple's items, who's that picture for? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, it's for you, and that's fine. But then you got to take all that stuff out and shoot it for the couple, you know. And I think it's also really good to know how to style stuff without flowers, how to make paper look good on its own. These are skills that will you will have forever. And there are so many good courses out there um, to help you really excel at that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about courses, but I, I, I like kind of would study Pinterest or other um, photos that I really like. And I'm just like, what makes it good? Um, so it's interesting. It's like this balance, but it's, it's really hard in the beginning because you just don't really get it until you do it a lot of times. Yeah. And I think the two courses that I highly recommend are Rebecca Yale's, um, and now I think it's called Wedding 101, but she does has this um, whole styling sequence in there, how to style um, flat lays and paper. And I took that when it first came out. And she talks about the psychology of why thing, why an image works and why things make sense. And that for me is a game changer. And then in 2020, I took Corbin uh, Gherkin's class. Uh, She has her own online course. And that's like about elevating your um, styling for like the luxury market. Uh And I love that one too. So I highly recommend either one of those. Oh, I love how you're always educating yourself. Yeah. Well, you have to. That's awesome. Okay. So tip number three. Yeah. Number three. Um, so I think people forget about this is to tell a story from start to finish. You know, when you're selecting your images, you know, it's a good rule of thumb to have about 25% of the couple and 75% of the details, including mm, the wow. flat lays, table settings, the venue, environmental shots. But you want to make sure that when you look at your gallery, or your edit as a whole, your submission, you're telling a story from start to finish so that when the viewer, i.e. the editor, looks at your your submission, they know what happened on that wedding day. You know what I mean? They yeah. can tell that it was emotional or they can tell it was sentimental or 
They can tell they had a kick-ass time on the dance floor. You know, don't forget dancing photos. Mm -hmm. Don't forget reception photos. You know, cake cutting is a must for me. Uh Um, You know, if your couple has cakes, a lot of couples don't do that anymore. But I think it just, you know, you want to tell a story and you want to make sure you've got, you know, a good sense of what happened. So that's that's definitely like my number three tip. Yeah, my blog was my baby for like – 10 years after reels came out, then I just kind of stopped and I have no time with two kids, but I really was focused on like telling the story from start to finish, like from the dress and the details and the getting ready and the romantics and all the way to the dancing. And, um, and I just told people like, well, kind of like you get what you see type of thing. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, look at my blog. That's kind of what you're going to get as, um, a beautiful story told from start to finish. Yeah, I think you could even look at blog posts that, you know, aren't too lengthy as like a good sort of, um, you know, what a submission will look like. And also, you know, like I said before, and see, you know, in my tip number one, look what the publication is showing, you know, and model your submission around what they're already featuring and include images just like that. Okay, I'm going to recap real fast. So number one, do your research um, for the publication. You mentioned some good ones, but I would say like, I like 100 Layer Cake, um, Green Wedding Shoes, Junebug. What is it called? Cakes and Carrots? Carrots and Cake, yep. Uh, carrots and Cakes. Match your style, their editing style. Um, really, really look at what they're they're asking for. Number two, um, choose your color palette or ask the, the couple what their palette is so you can actually make um, educated decisions on what details you're going to choose with like the flat lays and the details. Um, and yeah, and then number three, tell a beautiful story from start to finish. So I would say like, um, the eye is very powerful. Like people are just so smart. Um, so when they're looking at the blog and it's cohesive, you're just like, oh, wow. Like they really see themselves in that. And then they want to book you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Showing what you want to shoot for sure. Cool. Any other tips before we go into rapid fire? Those are pretty good. I think you guys, you know, I think the other tip don't forget is don't junk up your photos. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep your stuff out of it as much as possible. Oh, and then the last, I think the biggest bonus tip is don't put the shoes with the invitations. Just just stop it. Just, just stop. Keep the shoes and the jewelry separate, please. Let's make a let's make a shirt that says that. <laughs> oh, that would be oh, so funny. <laughs> so funny. Oh, so funny. Okay. All right, what's this rapid thing? All let's right, some fun questions about you. Tell me about your daughter, her name, and what she likes to do for fun. Her name is Tilly, and she is a beautiful artist. So she loves spending her days crafting and um, making art, and she just dreams up these these amazing crafts. Like last week, she took a shoebox and made an ice cream truck, you Ooh. know, out of out of the shoebox and old um, toilet paper rolls, and she did that all on her own. And she blows me away every day. She's the best, Aww, like da- like mama, like daughter. Yeah, she's so sweet. She's the best. Oh, I have a, my daughter is going to be five on, well, we're celebrating on Valentine's Day. And yeah, she's very artistic. And she says she either wants to be a artist or a swimming instructor. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so great. Too, and her cheeks uh-huh. are amazing. <laughs> five is so fun. You'll love it. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, I was listening to your podcast um, this morning, but you're going to engage in New, or- New Orleans? Yes, I am. I'm excited. It will be my very first Engage. I've known about Engage forever, um, but finally got or get the importance of it and being in the room with um, people I want to work with. So yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be at New Orleans. Wow. Uh, this is 2022. So this are, I think it's maybe the first one of the year. And uh, I've never been and I will know a lot of people, so I'll feel very safe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so I love how you're always learning, but where do you see yourself in three months if you had a magic wand? Oh, in three months? I'm going to be probably knee-deep, busy editing, (laughs) and uh, my season will be fully started by then. 
Uh, and I, I feel in three months, I'm hopefully booking clients for 2023 and hopefully I've signed on a client or two for, um, six months coaching. So yeah, that's kind of where I see myself. Oh, I love that. And what is your woo factor, your T with Janae factor? What makes you stand out? I know you said a lot of stuff, but just. <laughs> uh, my woo factor, I think is that, oh God, that's a good question. I think like for my clients or for, or for like just in general? I guess for just you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I'm like really honest and I'm very um, yeah, you are. Sh- straight to the point. Uh-huh. I think it's also like my Libra Scorpio part of me, you know, like I have my Libra side, which makes me softer. And then I have the Scorpio side, which can be very direct. I'm also an eight wing seven and Enneagram, if that makes any sense to any listeners. So I'm like, I'm like hard and then I'm soft at the same time. So I can be really like, I can, I can see things clearly and like help you figure it out really fast. Um, But then I, can try to like just be a little bit nicer about the way I say it. <laughs> you're very, you're very calm too. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that a lot. Like my brides always say that to me that I'm like the zen, you know, the zen moment in the room because I'll just yeah. come in and people get they get relaxed and I feel like that's definitely a superpower. Yeah, I feel like there'll be like divorced parents fighting. You just be like, hey guys, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not, right? They're like, totally. yeah. <laughs> I think also being able to read the room is definitely also a good thing um, that I've learned to like hone in on. So I've had some clients where the mother-in-law can be a little bit overbearing and I'm just like, okay, well, let's just move over here into the other section and, you know, try to diffuse it. So yeah, definitely. uh, Years of experience though. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay. You're a podcaster. So do you mind asking me a question because I don't do any like personal podcasts? Yeah, sure. Uh, what do you want to see? Actually, let's ask you what you asked me. Where do you see yourself? And let's do six months. What's your six-month goal? Yeah, so the last three months have been crazy because I started my like group slash one-on-one program. And it was a lot of anxiety, to tell you the truth, like just trying to make it. Um, so now I have all the systems in place and I have – um, like about four students right now. And I feel like I'm going to hit the ground running with it. I'm so excited for awesome. the program. I started a Facebook group and I've been just showing up like very authentically. Like I feel like I stepped into my zone of genius and my power. So I see myself like really doing well with the coaching thing. And, you know, it's so hard in the beginning. You're, you're just kind of, you know, like you said, throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping something sticks. And like, I finally tapped into my power of like who I am as a coach and it just feels so good. Oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, your, your coaching is going to be amazing. Like you, you have so much energy and so much knowledge to share that anyone who joins is like lucky to have you. So I think, you know, sort of what I went through with like getting out of my own way and playing small, like maybe you had a little bit of that too. You know, it's like imposter syndrome, like comes in a lot. It's like, who wants to learn from me? But then you realize you have so much knowledge and experience that who wouldn't want to learn from you? You know, yeah. like you, you've been through it all. So, and I also think that, you know, just speaking educator to educator, I look, you know, maybe you look at other people who are, they have all the funnels, they have all the the top courses, like they have all this stuff done. And you think, well, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not good enough to do that. Or who wants to learn from me? But then you realize that people want to learn from you because you're you. You're not them. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's been really great. It's so good. And I think 2021, I was doing both a lot of weddings and the coaching. So it was so hard on me with the two kids. So now I get to focus on the coaching thing. And yeah. it just so feels so good that I could be like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym and take the kettlebell class and not feel like guilty, you know? Exactly. Like yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so – yeah, when you guys – you know, when you figure out what you want to do, you go full in and then only good things are going to happen from it. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens and, and how your business grows and it's just going to be awesome. And I think also like, you know, a little tip or a little thing is like getting those first few coaching clients is like the hardest and then, and then once you get them and you have success with them – they tell their friends and and you help them. And it's just like this amazing referral. Yeah, you get better so, at it. Yeah. 
So it takes time. When I started out, like I did one-on-ones for free um, and I was, you know, just trying to help people. And then I realized actually I need to be with people longer. So then I did like three and six month minimums. Uh So, you know, and you have to figure it out. Like what's your style? So you're going to do great. I'm excited. Oh, I really appreciate that. And I really sense like the the fact like you are really like – kind of there for all the coaches out there, educators, and I'm the same way. Like mm-hmm. we're all rooting for each other. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. So tell everyone the lasting advice for wedding photographers and professionals and where to find you. And then one more time about your freebie. Sure. Yeah. So you guys can find me um, at tweechanae.com. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at tweechanae. If you want to see my photography work, you can go to janaekirshner.com or follow me at, at Janae Kirshner on Instagram. They're all kind of linked together. So if you hit one site, you'll you'll get a link to the other one. Um, on my site, it says for photographers. And then on the TV Janae, it says, um, you know, visit my wedding work. And then um, we do one-on-one coaching. So if you're interested, I'd love to hear from you. You can book um, a 15-minute discovery call. Uh, we get to chat. I get to, you know, find out your needs and if we'd be a good fit for each other. Um, that's very important to me. So I make sure that I can really help you. And then I also do my, uh, wedding curation. So if submitting weddings is something that you really struggle with, I'd love to hear from you. I do about, um, four or five a month, which is our, my schedule now. So you can just click on the link to contact me, tell me which one you're interested in, and then we'll, we'll chat via email. Um, and then, you know, listen to the podcast. Find me on any platform. You just type in Janae. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can just go. We're on Apple Podcasts, which is our most uh, listened to platform. We're on Spotify, Soundcast, Google Podcasts. So you can just type it in whichever one you prefer. And I hope you guys listen and love the show. And feel free to DM me. I'd love to hear if you had any aha moments from today. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been so amazing. I know. And if you guys could screenshot this podcast and tag me and Janae, and then let's just say, like, say what publication you want to get published at and then tag that publication. And yeah, that would help out so much. But this is a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much, Janae. You're welcome. Oh, and I forgot to mention the freebie. If you guys, if yeah. you could just visit twitchanae.com, um, it's a pop-up and it's just my five uh, secrets to wedding submissions. And you guys can grab that. It's like a two-page uh, PDF and it goes over um, two more tips that I didn't talk about today. So I hope you guys grab it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.